Are you kidding me? The guy asked for something spooky. Is it a gun that sucks balls? I'm the farting demon in this relationship. <laughs> I'd be an awesome rich person. You're both just an exactly. God, I'm awesome. We're talking Tom Hanks and his vehicles. Yeah, I had my finger in my mouth waiting for you to finish. You gotta get four balls or something? Like dick piercings? <laughs> like, no, you know damn well I'm fucking that demon. It's still sexy. <laughs> How could I be close and not be right? Yeah, I'll just kill some random dude. His wishes hey, everyone, and welcome to Plotty Time, the podcast where we three gamers discuss video game stories in detail with all the necessary and appropriate back. Backlash. On one side of the table, we have Chump Slap. I can be just as non-competitive as anybody. Matter of fact, I'm the most non-competitive, so I win. And on the other side of the table, Dr. Scientist. Man, I'm nobody's charity case. I demand to dig my own grave. <laughs> <laughs> my name is Papa Scotch, and as I always say, that is a precision device that I'm saving for something weird. <laughs> Welcome to Plotty Time Season 5. <laughs> Oh my god. How about it? You did it, guys. Man, brand new intro and everything for this. Yeah, you hear that? Oof. Oh shit, I forgot all about that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see if you just heard the new intro, but it is certainly the first episode that we've done since Stadia is dead. So uh. Oh, you mean? Oh, what do you mean? Every episode we did was when Stadia was dead. Ah, got him. He's coming out. Coming up punching. Coming up punching. Guys, we didn't rehearse that, listeners. That just happened organically. But uh, let's go start where we always start. What have you been playing? What have you been watching? What have you been doing? What's going on with you, Dr. Scientist? Well, we'll talk about some stuff I watched over our hiatus. A little bit. I'm going to save a lot because you, know sure. you know how it goes. But uh, I watched Violent Night. Oh, yeah? Uh, what'd you think? Uh, I was entertained. It was kind of funny. It's got Johnny Legs in it, right? I don't know who the fuck Johnny Legs is. <laughs> Johnny Lake, yeah, he's in it. John Lake was on the Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, he's definitely in it. And he, he definitely has a fist fight with, with Santa Claus. Nice. I also watched it, and I liked it, but I thought I was going to love it. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, it wasn't bad. It was good. You just had too high hopes. Yeah, you went I did. expecting I too really much. Did. Well, they uh, they greenlit a sequel, so let's see how they do <laughs> with the follow-up. Seriously? They Honestly, yeah, they did. Aye, aye, aye. That news just came out the other day. Thank God. All right, well... Yeah, I guess watch it. Whatever. And then I watched on uh, someone's Plex server the, the new movie, Megan. Oh, yeah. I just watched that, too. Hmm. I have not got to it yet. It's, Thoughts? Oh, I don't know. I say it's good for PG-13. Is it PG-13? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. It's just some stupid sci-fi dream of AI taking over. The worst kind of sci-fi. Like the worst because it's the most gloomy or the worst because you just don't care for it? Because it's dumb. Okay. Well, it's not really taking over. It's just turning one doll into a demon. It wasn't a demon. It's like if Chucky wasn't a, I mean, just became evil on his own. <laughs> Instead of being a serial killer's soul. Yeah, exactly. So in case if it was like an entirely different movie is what you're saying. Well, it was still a, yeah. Shut up. I mean, it was a completely different <laughs> genre. It was a completely different genre than Chucky is. Uh, I'd say it was horror. Really? Psychological. I thought it was more sci-fi. I guess you can call it sci-fi yeah, I guess horror. Sci-fi horror. Yeah. That's okay. what we'll that's what we'll land on until yeah. Papa Scotch watches it. There you go. Well, you just defined what it is. Did you say it was good or uh, it was okay. Let's it's, okay. it's watchable. Yeah. Is it worth the hype that it's getting right now? No. I don't know what hype it's getting, oh, well, but it's yeah. definitely not worth it. I wouldn't hype it, but I'd say it's, okay. it's definitely worth watching. Okay. I can't I'll believe it's that. getting that much hype if it is. Uh and then I watched season two of Alice in Borderland. I never oh, watched yeah. that first one. Oh, yeah, the first season was really good. So the second season was really good, too. Hmm. I watched the first season, but not the second yet. 
That just came out, didn't it? Not yeah. too long ago. Uh, over or hiatus. Any good? Season two? Better? Worse? Uh, the uh, same? Mm-hmm. Uh, same. First season was really good, though, so I really liked it. This one, they have to go through all the face cards. Oh, is there a... Well, d- no spoilers, because it just came out, yeah. but does it look like there's going to be a season three? Like, did they set it up for more? Mm, not really, but... Okay. I mean, you could do whatever you want. Well, sure. You could always do other characters and stuff. Yeah. But you know how sometimes they leave on the cliffhanger and you're like, oh, clearly there's going to be more. Yeah, it's, it's not obvious. I don't know if it'll get renewed for season three. Okay. But this is, it's not made in America, so I can't really judge how successful it was. I remember hearing the first season was extremely popular. Oh, the first season was awesome, if you remember watching it. But. I did watch it. I remembered a good portion of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's a plus. But yeah, it was definitely good. Watch it. Right. Out of the three things I talked about, watch that. Oh, okay. okay. Probably watch it twice before you watch either of the other ones. <laughs> wow. Okay. Wow. Well, I'll talk about a game I played over a break called Salt and Sanctuary. Mm-hmm. Or Salt. Yeah. What's that one all about? It's a 2D Demon Souls Souls game type thing. Is that the first or the second one? Uh, I played the second one. I'm making sure I call it the right one. One Salt and Sanctuary, one Salt and Sacrifice. Yeah. I think Sacrifice was the first one. Second. I don't know. I don't <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> and we're not looking it up. Uh, I am right now. <laughs> yes. oh, damn Scientists it. got it. Salt and Sanctuary so, was released in 2016. So it was Salt and Sacrifice. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. But yeah, it's uh I mean if you like souls like games and it's not entirely too frustratingly difficult. It was really good. I have fun with it. It's kind of more and it's kind of like a it's got like monster hunter aspects to it instead of using the souls to make items. You find like when you beat bosses, they drop parts of themselves and stuff. And they oh, can okay. take and forge them. And well, one annoying thing about it is is when you beat a boss they can appear randomly throughout the level, like weakened versions of themselves, and it's still so fucking annoying. Yeah. So is it like a longer game, shorter game? Uh, I mean, 10, 20 hours? It's a Souls-like difficulty. 20 <laughs> hours, I guess. 25, okay. 30. I mean, I know I'm not being super specific when I say is it a long game, but when I think long, I think like, you know, Fallout or Elden Ring or like 60, yeah. 80 hours or something like that. Right. No, it's definitely not that. I don't know how much time I put into it. A bit. Okay. But yeah, if you like those types of games, uh, play that. And how about you tell us what you did, Papa Scotch? Oh, thanks for asking. I watched a whole bunch of shit, but I'm going to keep it keep it tight for this. Yeah, Ooh. yeah. Do that, do that. Um, I watched the most recent series of Barry and also The Boys. The, there's a new boys or no? It was this. I, I, it might, a lot of stuff that I did <laughs> over the break was just catching up. Okay. But the newest season of The Boys is the one with Soldier Boy with Jensen Ankles. Right, Ackles. right. Sorry, not ankles. Whew. So, uh, yeah, I really liked it. I still think it's great. I think the superhero movies where they're like, hey, here's Superman, but what if he's evil? Are way more interesting than, hey, here's Superman. He's a good guy. Yeah. So I liked it a lot. I'm excited to see where it goes. Barry, I also liked, but it was, holy shit, was that a bummer, man. Really? What season is this? Three? Four? This is season three. Okay. Um, it was a huge bummer. Like... <laughs> Season two ended where he stormed like the, uh, I want to say the Czechoslovakian. No, that can't be that. The Soho Hanks mob, his boys. Yeah. And like killed everybody. That was the end of season two. Spoiler, I guess. Yeah, a little bit. (laughs) And then season three was like a downward spiral of him feeling guilty and acting. Yeah. But it was, oh boy. Good television. It's good stuff. We also watched The Umbrella Academy again. 
watch the whole thing over because the wife hadn't seen it, so she was interested. Is that good? I like it. I think it's really weird. I saw the first like three episodes and didn't get any further than that. I mean, didn't want to get any further than that. Eh, I just didn't feel like going any farther. Yeah, okay. It's certainly not for everybody. Every season that's come out, I've enjoyed more than the previous one. So it's one of those shows. Like the first season's good, but it's not the most amazing. Anyway, check it out if you like weird sci-fi shit. And then classic film, People Under the Stairs. Really? I haven't (laughs) seen that in fucking years, man. I know. I know. It's weirder than you remember. Really? Oh, dude, it's great. It's real great. (laughs) Okay. Wes Craven, check it out if you like. Mid-90s horror about families keeping feral children in the basement. It's great, though. It's it's. Oh, yeah, you can't go wrong with that. It's somehow less, way less depressing than the last season of Barry. I'll say that. <laughs> and then what I'll end on for watching stuff, I watched the uh, Nick Cage Holy Trilogy uh, of 90s action movies. Okay. The Rock. The Rock. We started with The Boom. Rock. Con Air. Con Air was second. What face You guys off. got number three? Oh, face off it is. <laughs> 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 yeah, the, well, the wife had never seen The Rock. And I was like, well, I know what we're doing tomorrow, so we watch The Rock on <laughs> that Thursday. That is one of Sean Connery's best movies. Absolutely. There's an internet theory, and this is how I, I found out she'd never seen it, but there's an internet theory where The Rock is a James Bond movie, and it's like elderly James Bond, Sean Connery, for one last mission, because he's some kind of British spy Yeah, in uh... The Rock. Um, so it's fun if you watch it like that. <laughs> <laughs> and then... Yeah, Con Air is... All of those movies are way more insane than I remember, and I think I watched Face Off again like two years ago. Dude, I watch Face Off every now and again just to remind myself it's how good it is. It's <laughs> fucking nuts, dude. They, you can't make movies like that anymore. <laughs> no, because people... It's so far-fetched and dumb. Yeah, They're so far-fetched. There's so many plot holes, too. <laughs> so many. Like, cause we were sitting there, and after... Travolta came back as uh, Nicolas Cage's character. Yeah. When he came back and like visited him in the prison and like was in the office doing FBI stuff, I'm like, how does he know where he works? How does he know where to park? How does he know what <laughs> office Sean Archer goes to? Like, how does he know how to like any of this day to day mundane shit? And my wife just stops me. She's like, that's the biggest problem you have with the movie where two people swapped fucking faces <laughs> and voices. Yeah, we assume that technology is real, but uh, yeah. Well, they they, they show swap them. voices. Yeah, yeah, they do. They do. Well, they don't swap they don't voices. Swap them, but they... they have like a microchip in their neck oh. or some sciency bullshit. <laughs> yeah. That they make up. yeah, I want you to say I can eat a peach for hours. Oh, so gnarly! <laughs> and he's like, I want to take his face off. Off. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm gonna have stuff. to watch that again. <laughs> <laughs> you should. Everybody should. <laughs> Uh, and then for games I played, I played one I wasn't proud of. I played a lot of Call of Duty Modern Warfare one 2. One you weren't proud of. Yeah, well, <laughs> wait to hear the second one. <laughs> Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. Uh, campaign was good. I like how there's no like online multiplayer trophies, but you have to play the Spec Ops mode of games, which is like kind of a co-op mission thing. Oh. Uh... There's like five of them, but you can only play online or with another person, like a friend. So I can't play them solo, which is super annoying. Well, that's stupid. It can, is there like a lobby or you just have to? Yeah, like you can play with a friend and go through them. So if you buy the game, Chump Slat, you let me know. Well, once it's on sale. <laughs> All right. Fair should, enough. Should be soon. Uh, campaign was good. It was a Call of Duty campaign. As far as the campaigns go, it's one of the better ones. Top sec- 60 or 70%. How long is that? 
campaign. Oh, it's only like 12 hours max if you're like really fucking around. Yeah. It's longer than I expected it to be. Really? Usually they're around 10, but it is pretty long and their missions are varied. It wasn't bad. I enjoyed playing through it. Uh, and then the other game I played, I started kicking around Cricket 22. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I got that message. <laughs> you saw, I shared like a screen cap with you guys. <laughs> I didn't know what the fuck it was. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I shared it, I think, on PSN. It's yeah. just a video. I just shared like a, a video of me playing Cricket 22. <laughs> it's like it's baseball, essentially, but the whole field's in play. And the tutorial, I was like, okay, I'm getting this. I'm getting it. I'm figuring this out. And then all of a sudden, they throw a wild ass rule at me. I'm like, I don't understand. And then I hit the button and did the thing. I'm like, all right, now go play a game. I'm like, I don't, I don't. How do people get out? What is? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what was it? You just threw the ball at the the, the pole. The wicket. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that it is a game with a lot of wild terms too. Uh, uh, but I, I just played the tutorial and I was like, I, I'm gonna come back to this. this is... I'll play a season later. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get my, my uh, make a character and get him through college. <laughs> my franchise. But it is a, I mean, game of cricket makes very little sense to me. I was like, fuck it, let's do it. Yeah, I really, whatever. Well, you can whatever us right into what did you play? What did you watch? What did you do this week, Sir Chompslap? <laughs> wow. Nice yeah, transition, transition game is still here. Didn't lose that over vacation. <laughs> solid, solid. Thank you. Well, I played God of War, numbed it, finished it. boy. Is it better than the first one? I didn't think so. I don't know, though. The whole story, I was like, eh, who cares? I didn't play it yet, but I'm sure I'll get to it for next week. Nice. Oh, yeah? <laughs> How, sure? How sure? How sure? 100%. I'm going to get real <laughs> deep into it next week. <laughs> I think the best part of the game is like when you're in a dark room and you walk out into the light, it just blinds you for a second, like real life. Like That doesn't sound like a good part. I th Well, it's just really realistic. I don't oh, know. Like, a, like an eye adjustment thing? Yeah, like if you're walking out of a cave. Into like a like midday they did in Fallout song. Three. Did they do that in Fallout Three? When you walked out of the vault the first time. Yeah, but it's better. They they do it better now. <laughs> <laughs> Technology has caught up. Whatever. That's the only note I had written down. Don't fucking. It's good. So it, I mean, it's still good, right? It's got a war. Yeah, it's still fun. It's running around playing, but then there's like post game shit. I had to turn the difficulty all the way down just to beat the last. Post-game bosses, but who cares? Yeah, Howard. some people did that for the first game, too. It doesn't matter. It doesn't make you less of a tough guy. No, no, it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> it does not. That's how you know you're getting old, though. Yeah. You gotta, I, you're like, all right, I don't feel like fucking with this thing. I'm just going to lower the difficulty. I was playing. I was like, how the fuck did I do this on God mode the first time? No, no, thank you. I remember those Valkyries in the first game being real tough. Yeah, I had to turn the, had to turn it off God to fight the last Valkyrie. It was fucking pain in the ass. Anyway. Yeah, I think I put it on like baby story mode and I still died a bunch. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I was like, come on. What do you want from me? But yeah, good stuff. Good game. Worth the time. But I don't know if it's worth 70 bucks. But that's what it costs. So there you go. I watched a couple things. Okay. Watched Megan. We talked about that. Sure. I watched The Banshees of Inishirin. Okay. Yeah. Um, you guys see this one? Uh, it sounds fake. Well, the Colin Farrell movie. I've heard of it. It's like some Oscar-winning or Oscar-caliber type movie. That's all I know about it. Is it? It's fucking weird. I loved it, man. It's just 
this weird island off the coast of Ireland and these two guys are friends. They've been friends forever. And then one day he's just like, I don't want to be your friend anymore. Don't talk to me. <laughs> and then he's like, I'm fucking serious. Stop fucking talking to me. And like, and it just escalates from there. It's weird. Very strange. Interesting. Yeah, Colin Farrell does a good job. And so does the other guy. I don't know his name, but the Isn't same that guy. Brendan Gleeson? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Probably sure. Oh. From In Bruges. Sure, yeah. Apparently it was a whole In Bruges crew again. The director, writer, all that shit. Oh, really? I fucking loved him, Bruce. Yeah. Yeah, you wouldn't shut up about it. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I'll have to uh, put that on the list. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Check it out. It's definitely strange and really cool. And I watched this movie you guys wouldn't shut up about. Black Phone. Finally got to see that. Mm. What do you think? Oh, yeah? I thought it was good, but the cops break down the house just because this girl had a vision like they break down the door and they're like fucking that's not the biggest flaw in the movie no but that just bothered me i was like really they're just gonna listen to this little girl who has that's why you should watch more cops shows (laughs) fair i just assumed she lied like she said oh i saw the guy coming out of there it was definitely the guy oh you think she just said i just saw him and there's his fan and whatever Oh, when she said, I saw him, I thought she meant like in her vision. Yeah, so I guess, yeah, yeah you could be right. Well, there you go. Then it's flawless. Yeah, <laughs> perfect. right. Perfect movie. Right. 10 out of 10. Nailed it. No notes. Uh, I thought it was pretty neat, but uh, yeah, okay. It's good stuff. Check it out. What did you think of the brother? <laughs> what brother? Trying to, trying to figure out who the killer is the whole time and you're living with him. Oh, yeah. That, that guy was awesome. <laughs> And he just, like, the cops are in his house, and he just looks at the Coke. He's like, (laughs) (laughs) covers it up. Yeah, it was great. And I watched some more X-Files. Oh, yeah, good stuff. Yeah, it got to, like, season two, and then I just uh, fell off. I mean, those early (laughs) X-Files seasons, before they really kick into gear, they're a little bit more dry and, like, procedural. That's what everything was from 30 years ago. Yeah, true that. Yeah. There's a scene where Scully buys a whole bag of groceries for $11. (laughs) That doesn't get you two eggs. She pays with a personal check. What the fuck? What? Yeah, it was crazy. The 90s were weird. (laughs) I would smack anybody if I saw them paying with a check in a checkout line. Oh my God, I was behind an old lady paying with a check the other day. I was like, are you fucking serious? I remember when I used to work at the grocery store, which was like 2000, like 99, 2000, uh, people would come in to, with checks and they had like account numbers and they would get cashed. But I even remember back then being like, oh, Jesus Christ, who the fuck uses a check at this point? <laughs> <laughs> right? That was tw- 24 years ago. Yeah. Jesus. Jeez. It was like right after they invented you, or what are they called? UPC symbols. <sighs> anyway, that's all I did. Okay. Well, then, uh, with that, let's go ahead and move into the Plotty Time Vibe Check. Ooh, Ooh we still calling it the Vibe Check. I haven't had my vibe checked in a while. How's your vibe? Great intro, guys. I love it. <laughs> well, we're starting off 2023 strong season five. Uh, so the first thing I want to talk about, I don't remember if I talked about this news originally, but have we discussed the game War Thunder? That does not sound familiar to me. Mm-hmm. Okay. The story may. So... There's this game. It's called War Thunder. It's a PC game. There are some people that are very dedicated, very into it, right? Mm-hmm. And in this game, you fly with and use military vehicles, like real military vehicles. Okay. So in the forums, people would get in fights over these vehicles and which one's better and blah, 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 blah. So it got to the point where people were so desperate to be right they would be posting the actual manuals 
of these planes. <laughs> like shit that is not common knowledge, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like they just so they could prove that they were right about the specs in their argument. <laughs> and the reason I just think that's ridiculous. I love the it, uh, dedication and accuracy. Happened. Yeah. Got to appreciate that. Better than we are. <laughs> it's real mil- people posting real military documents be like, "Oh, see, told you." <laughs> <laughs> well, hell, I mean the do- the manuals should be public information we pay for them yeah they're ours maybe but oh we definitely do <laughs> we should we, we, we certainly no we definitely do pay for them but i don't know if the manual should be for everybody mm, that's debatable yeah all right all right yeah agree to disagree <laughs> just leave it at that <laughs> i'm just trying to play devil's advocate here i'd never do that anyway. what are these forums let me write this down yeah i'm gonna go talk to him right now <laughs> yeah it's called war thunder last time it was about tanks this time it was about f-16 fighter jet Oh, F-16s are so old. We should be able to get those. Well, if some normal fucking dork on the internet can get the manual, then it, it should probably be. people who are working in the government or yeah, something. probably. Or had or were support staff or some nerds. Yeah. Maybe. Called Warfighter? I'm checking the Reddit. War Thunder. Thunder. Oh. <laughs> not a great name. It's not, not a great name. But while you're checking that, I do have another thing to ask you about to you. Ask you, Dr. Scientist. Uh, did you hear about all this kerfluffle in the D&D community? About the OSL? Yeah, what is that all about? Or is it the OGL? It's OGL, sorry. Yeah, duh. I have no uh, idea. When D&D released 5th edition, maybe 4th, I don't know. Maybe okay. even longer than that. They had a, when you bought the license, you could make their content without trying to... You could just broadcast it and you wouldn't owe them any royalties or stuff. Like stream it on Twitch, you mean, or something like that? Yeah, or make your own games and adjust the rules and play them and yeah, stream on Twitch, make YouTube videos, do whatever you want with any of the D&D content. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's fair. And, uh, well, it's more than fair. <laughs> no other company probably does that for anything. But they wanted to change it. They still may change it. They may have changed it. I think they just came out and said they won't uh, like two days ago or so. Well, I don't know. I even looked really because people were crying because they wanted to change it. That if you made like something like two hundred fifty thousand dollars, you'd owe them some licensing royalties, and then people were complaining about that because oh, that's going to kill all the content creators. But if you're making two hundred, yeah, if you're making that much, man, it was something like that. I don't remember exact numbers, but people were complaining that they wanted money for their property and mm. not being able to use it for free. So it's weird where that I don't understand where that line gets drawn because people like. Just I mean, it's easy. It's the their end. stuff. I mean, they own well, it. Sure. You can't just, you can't, the, the people are making money off of their, uh, other people's IP and then complaining that they can't get it for free. Yeah, but do Twitch people pay Fortnite? Fortnite usually pays them. That's what I mean. I see what you're saying. That's where I'm getting confused because yeah. it's like people will play through entire games start to finish on Twitch. Yeah, but they're also not making $250,000. Yeah, true. Some are. Yeah. Okay. Those are people who usually get the games for free and they say, play it for us. Yeah, it's more of an ad at that point. Yeah. Yeah, still. If they're making over 250000 Well, then it's an ad for d and I don't know. People people overreacted with everything. Yeah. Oh, we can't, we're not going to be able to make any content anymore. Yeah, they wanted 120% of what I made. What the fuck? Come on, man. Relax. Yeah, it's more than, it's a lot more than that. And it's way too much to get into right now, but it's people being dumb and greedy on both sides yeah okay i had no idea what was going on i don't know what an ogl is i i assume it's an orenthal god juice it's It's an open gaming license original gangster lean come on (laughs) that's even better that's way better than mine 
Sure. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yes. A lien on their property. Yes, that's what it is. Original gangster home loan issue. Uh, there's also interesting news that came out that uh, this is kind of conjecture or a rumor that Sony could possibly skip the PS5 Pro and just go right to PS6. What? We already talking about that? So See, been... I told you I should have waited. <laughs> yeah, right. And there's actually... Uh, saying that there's going to be a model coming out soon with a detachable disk drive. And by soon, I mean it's coming out in September, which is still eight months away. I guess that's not Maybe soon. then I'll get one. I could use a new disk drive, too. Maybe, he says. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. I should buy a new computer because mine's 13 years old. <laughs> nah. Man, they sell new computers real cheap these days. Well, depending well, on what you I bought that doing. one real cheap 13 years ago from Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> Walmart sells computers. Yeah, I suppose they do. If you don't need something to play games, computers yeah, just, are fucked dirt cheap. Yeah, it's a fucking netbook even. Yeah. iPads like one even. of those. Right. Like a Chromebook is like a couple hundred bucks. Yeah, exactly. That'll, that'll browse around the internet and do some typing for you. Yeah. That's about it. Ooh, it types for you? Wow. Well, it doesn't type for you. <laughs> well, yeah, you can talk and it does it. Phones even You got to get the license with OpenAI and then, then it'll type for you. Oh, okay. What do you guys think? Obviously, we're all going to buy the disk drive model, right? No. Maybe. I'm done after this disk drive. Yeah, I don't think oh, I will. yeah, no. Why would I do that? Yeah. Uh, I, I was thinking uh, the, the outside storage, but you said disk drive, not... Yeah, just the disk drive. Yeah, I think you can already use outside storage. I don't know if you could use it. There's some kind of weird rule for it, I think. Like, you can't boot PS4 games from it or something like that. Yeah. They have to be installed. Yeah. And you have, or you, you can't, can't boot make PS5. More, I don't know. Can't make more than $250,000 off it. Yeah. Like that. yeah, exactly. I'm not having an issue, really, with storage. Yeah, me neither. What are you talking about? You have, what, two Call of Duty games on? That should be it. No. Yeah, no. Like, the the downstairs PS5 has two Call of Duty games <laughs> and, like, 800 meg games because that's all it can fit. A bunch of jumping hot dog games. Yeah. And... Yeah, exactly. That's only a couple megs. The ones I would have come back to, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, it, it has a uh, tiny Tina installed there. Every once in a while, I'll, I'll fire off a couple games of that because I, I like to think I'm crawling towards the platinum, but I'm not. I'm so far away. Yeah, that's what I that's what I did with uh, the platinum for Dark Souls. Every day I'd come home from work and play three times trying to get a pure bladestone, and it took me months to get one. I remember that. I remember going to your place and seeing you try to like sneak up on a guy to one shot him. <laughs> Because yeah. that was the guy that dropped it, but it was such a really ridiculous drop rate, you just kept doing it. Yeah. And I'm like, what are you doing? I'm like, fucking Friday night, that's what I'm doing. I'm like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fun with that scientist. He's not wrong. That's not even exaggerating. In other fun news, uh, do you guys remember the $20,000 golden PSP that Farrell owned? Never heard of Pharrell? it. Pharrell? Pharrell, sorry. Yes, back in 2008, he commissioned a $20,000 golden PSP. Wow. What happened to it? It has now changed hands and is owned by Drake. Oh, everyone hates Drake. Yeah, he's, he's gotten a lot of negative press lately. Yeah, I don't know why. I don't know what's up with him. But I don't know if I can name any Drake songs. Degrassi. Oh, <laughs> that's is not it, a isn't that a person? That was a TV show he was on, right? Oh, maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Like a Canadian high school show. The Canadian Saved by the Bell. Yeah, yeah. Except way more popular and go in Canada and going for like, 30 years or is it like 10 years i forget i, have no I think they idea. cycle out children in that show like well, a k-pop like band. a real high school crazy <laughs> whoa you just blew my mind dude man i miss high school yeah it was so fun i miss the uh psp i know right i, I, I miss my vita i wish i would have kept it never jumped i up. still have mine but i'll be honest i don't i don't fire it up very often 
No, I just used to like it for the old. Uh, you could download PS One games and stuff on it. Yeah, I had I had the first like nine Final Fantasies on it. Maybe sick. Maybe eight. I don't remember where it stopped. I mean, that's still impressive. That's a lot of fun. That's like seven thousand hours of gameplay right there. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But uh, that's all we got for the plotty time vibe check. And that's the vibe. All right, that's a good episode. Let's wrap it up. How about instead we get to the game? How does that sound? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, oh shit. That. This fucking game. Uh, this week we're talking about a classic that I've certainly heard of but didn't know anything about. It is Fahrenheit, a.k.a. Indigo Prophecy. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you landed on? <laughs> yeah, that's what we landed on for we the intro. trusted you. <laughs> I know. I know. Like, oh, we'll, ju- we'll bow to your judgment. And that's what he went with. <laughs> I went, I picked what was in my heart at the moment. Was, yeah, it was, it was, I couldn't have asked for anything better. I didn't see better. it coming. It was beautiful. I didn't see it coming. It was released September 16th, 2005. Number one song in the country. I'm just going to get right to singing this because this is a repeat offender. This is like the fifth time this song is happening. And of course, as per tradition, I will be singing in Bentley's voice. Wait, I got to find it again. Hold on. Yeah. Whoa! Whoa! <laughs> This I gotta find up. it. Get it, get it. Whoa, whoa. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> Red leather, yellow leather. There it is, I think. Yep, you got it. All right, here we go. <clears throat> 18 years. 18 years. You got one of your kids calling you for 18 years. I know someone paying child support for one of his kids. His baby mama car grew is bigger than his is. You'll see him on the TV any given Sunday with the Super Bowl and drive off in a Hyundai. She is supposed to buy your shorty Tyco with your money. She went to the doctor, got lipo with your money. <laughs> gold digger. Yeah. Yes, thank you. Finally. <laughs> it is Gold Digger by Kanye West. Uh, Kanye. <laughs> He'll never be canceled. <laughs> <sighs> Yeah, he sucks. Anyway, number one movie in the country. You guys aren't going to get this, but I'll throw you at the tagline anyway. Oh, five. September 16th, 2005. The tagline is, it's a wonderful afterlife. R.I.P.D. No, but I guess not a terrible guess. Beetlejuice 2. <laughs> Wish. Yeah, right. I'll give, you, I'll give you the genre. It's a rom-com. What? Yeah. Okay, uh... I'll read you the synopsis because I, I don't think I remember this at all. Synopsis is David is a recently widowed architect moving into a new apartment in San Francisco. But the apartment isn't entirely empty. It's haunted by the ghost of a woman named Elizabeth. And although Elizabeth can't remember much about her life, she's convinced that she isn't really dead. While David recruits Daryl, an absent-minded psychic, to get to the bottom of Elizabeth's identity. The notebook. No, that was long before that. (laughs) Now, the game is... The game. The movie is called Just Like Heaven with Mark Ruffalo and Weiss Witherspoon. Never heard of it. And that was top of the charts. Did they use the Cure song in their thing? Maybe. All right, well. Yeah. Watch it. Good movie. (laughs) Great. We've all seen it. This day in history, September 16th, 1620... Uh-oh. We're throwing it way back. The Mayflower departs Plymouth, England with 102 pilgrims and about 30 crew for the New World. The Mayflower. You know, your relatives were on it, I guess. <laughs> Is that PCU? Is yeah, that- yeah. <laughs> oh, we're going to have to watch that at some point for uh, this. That's such a right? great movie. Yeah. I think we have to. Uh, this game was released for PC and PS2. It was developed by Quantic Dream and published by Atari. 
It is a single-player action-adventure game. Dr. Scientist, you picked this game for this week, so how about you lead us into it? Tell us what it's all about. Did you say PS2? Yeah. Well, it looked like it was played on two Simons. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Boom. look at this guy. We got jokes. I don't get it. On the screen. Yeah, like, I know. Okay. <laughs> if, you were, if you would have remembered my uh, when I talked about the game, I talked about how the quick time events sucked. Oh, yeah. They looked hard. It was a pain in the ass. And you have to do like, it was like with both sticks. Yeah. So to, anyway, it was a pain. But anyway, this is an Indigo Prophecy. Eh, it starts off with this guy, Lucas Kane, telling you, hey, I got this story to tell you. Right on. And it cuts to this really cold, snowy night in New York where nobody's out driving. Does that happen? I don't know. Probably. The only time I've seen that happen in New York is back in the 90s when we got those like four feet of snow. Yeah. And like people literally had nowhere to put the snow. The blizzard of 93. Oh, the big blizzard of 93. Yeah, it was a hell of a blizzard. Lost a lot of good men. Mm -hmm. And women. And dogs. Anyway. Yeah. And uh, it cuts to this like little rundown diner type area. And there's a guy pissing at a urinal. Great way to start a game, by the way. I loved it. And there's another guy in a stall, which is a weird start for another game. Keep going. (laughs) And his uh, eyes kind of roll back in his head. And you see like he starts flashing. And he... Kind of gets up, zombie-like, and rambles over to the guy at the urinal and just stabs the shit out of him. Yeah, that was pretty cool. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, the murderer's like, what What happened? And he wakes up, and there's a, a dead body at his feet, and his arms are all cut up. Mm-hmm. And then you kind of have to do this little cleanup scene and escape. You can, there's a couple ways you can get out of here. I don't remember. I don't know how they got out in the videos you guys watched, but you can just walk out. You yeah, can, he just walked out go out the back after he washed his hands well interesting thing if you don't do that stuff to like hide the body they can find you easier your game ends quicker oh okay like if you try and hide the stuff but anyway you get up and then there's a cop in there amazingly and uh he kind of walks back after you leave and he finds the dead body and you're long gone by then you should be anyway yeah because it's actual timed and if you don't you're pretty bad if it takes you that long so then Lucas escapes, and then it cuts to the other two characters that you play, and they are Tyler and Carla, and they're two detectives. Was Tyler a detective too? Yeah. yeah. They're both detectives. She treats him like a fucking chauffeur. Like, maybe she doesn't have a license. I don't know. It's just weird. Like She just treats him like an underling. Maybe he's an underling. But. Well, I, I from what I could gather from the game, I think he's just newish. Yeah. Although he so. seems pretty good at his job. Yeah. And uh, then you play as those characters. You interrogate the wit- the witnesses, not interrogate, question, and you investigate the scene. And you can find like clues here. You can miss them. It's you know you know how these games go. Yeah, multiple. Oh, by yeah. The there's way. there's a lot of ways you can go based on the decisions you make yes. to end the game faster or prolong it or save everybody. Yeah. We've done this, and well, I mean, you and I have played Heavy Rain. It's yeah. the same concept, I guess. Yeah, you can miss things. You can screw up QTEs. And they, they, of course, do that, and you talk, she talked, the waitress says, like, oh, he ordered two drinks, and he was here, and then he just got up and left. It was kind of weird. Yeah. And they're like, huh, and then that's kind of what the detectives do. They leave. <laughs> like how the detective's like, a coffee and a soda. Oh, I don't know. I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's the two drinks. Well, it was only one person. Yeah, it's still. So then it cuts back to Lucas's apartment, and he... uh He's asleep and he's dreaming of the killing that he was forced into doing or looks like he's forced into doing. You don't know for sure yet. And he wakes Mm -hmm. up and his bed's all bloody and he's like, oh, I guess I did kill somebody. (laughs) 
And then here's another, you, you clean up your apartment, you get ready for work and you read the newspaper and stuff and. Yeah, it sounds in the paper already. I don't know. I was, I was kind of, it happened at night and it's already in the paper. Yeah. Pretty good newspaper there. Fucking for real. And then of course he has flashbacks of it and stuff. And the interesting thing here is like, you can take, you talk about having a headache and if you take like your aspirin to have the headache and then mm-hmm. drink alcohol, like within that same scene, you die. What? Jesus. Because you're not supposed to drink alcohol. And- <laughs> yeah, with aspirin. <laughs> and then, of course, like he has, like he starts having flashbacks, not flashbacks, flash forwards of things that are going to happen. And he sees a cop coming to his door. So he cleans up and he does that stuff. And he calls his brother, Marcus, who happens to be a priest. Mm. And he's like, I got to talk to you. And he's mm. like, all right, I'll meet you at the place. <laughs> the place I put the thing that time. Yeah. And then, of course, the cop shows up seeing, oh, maybe he does really see the future. And the cop's like, hey, your neighbors heard screaming last night. I guess when you were sleeping, you were screaming. Nice. So they were like, he's like, oh, yeah, have a look around. What happened? Oh, I accidentally cut myself. You screamed like a little girl. It was broken glass. It hurt. Yeah. And of course, you can get caught here. The cop can see if you don't hide the stuff right. Yeah. I love how he's like, what do I do with the clothes? I just throw them in the dry washer. Yeah. What the hell else would you do with them? Yeah. So then the next scene, Lucas goes and meets his brother at the park. Oh, what's his brother? Mark? Marcus. And he like he's like, hey, I I killed somebody last night. <laughs> I was possessed. And his brother's like, uh, maybe you should go to the cops and tell them you did this. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh whoa, Smart it's a little idea. heavy, man. Yeah. I mean, I'm a priest. And but... he's like, I can't do that. I was possessed. I got to figure out what happened. And that's. I don't think his brother believes him here. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think his brother believes he is possessed. I don't think his brother believes him for a while in this story. No. Well, would you? If your sister came to you and was like. Hey, Papa Scotch. <laughs> we where she called him. I, I, yeah. Well, I didn't want to say his name. Yeah, yeah. I get what you're saying. Go on. <laughs> anyway, so then you leave and you're like, you start heading to work, and then some kid falls in the ice. And oh, yeah. You can choose to save or not save the kid, and then it affects how the cops treat you and stuff. Yeah, the, the, the cop who recognizes you from the diner is like, oh, you just saved this kid. All right, get out of here. I don't know if he doesn't. Maybe he thinks you just look like the guy. I don't know. Mm, I don't know. Seems and the murderer like a, wouldn't have saved a kid. Oh yeah, maybe he's just like no way. Well, the uh, in the movie I watched, he comes back later. Yeah, he does. The, co- the cop comes back later and says, "I I did something fucked up. I saw the guy. He saved a kid. I let him go." Oh, I didn't see that. So okay. he recognizes you from the diner. He doesn't know you're the killer, but he recognizes you from being in the diner. Oh, he's just like that's a familiar face. Yeah. Yeah, it was the same cop in the diner. Right. And then it cuts to Carla at work doing police stuff. And she's like checking her email, doing stuff. And she gets a weird email that said, hey, this has happened before. You should check this out. And she's like, oh, that's kind of weird. I better call Tyler. And of course, Tyler, you wake him up. And he's like, oh, I'll be in. Dude, his fucking sweater is fucking he's awesome. He's got a good sweater. I'll give him that. He does. Yeah, he sure does. He looks very warm. Yeah. And of course, he wakes up and talks to his girlfriend and stuff. And there's all kind of things. They go through this. And then he's like, all right, I'm off to work. And then... He goes to work and you talk to the other cops and you're like, you go to the forensics guy who's just like sitting there at his desk. <laughs> All right, wait one second. Is there like a greeter? <laughs> when he, whenever, whenever anyone I, I assumed it was in. someone in like walk, watching the gate door. Yeah, I know, but it just felt like Walmart. Like, hey, you're about to retire, huh? Why did it was pointless to even throw that in there? <laughs> I don't remember this. Oh, he is. He, he kind of just like it's like right when they the get yeah. get in from the to the door where they go in through the fucking. Uh, Metal detectors okay. and shit. They go talk to the forensics guy. And he's like, there was two types of blood. There was the victim's blood 
and the killer's blood. <gasps> oh no! They assumed. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I guess. <laughs> yeah, like, I it mean, could be anybody's. Could blood, be anyone's but... blood on this knife. <laughs> and they're like, "Hmm, that's kind of weird." That a lot of because when they're investigating the scene of the beginning, there's a lot of blood in one, both stalls. Oh yeah, so yeah. You yeah. kind of store the body in one. Then it cuts to Lucas at work, and he's accidentally reading people's minds and stuff. Like weird stuff starts happening to him while he's at work, and he starts having hallucinations of like bugs attacking him. Yeah, they're like giant fleas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or like spiders or ticks or something. They're really creepy. Yeah. But they're like the size of fucking softballs. Like yeah. they're huge. Well, well softballs aren't huge. They were fucking, these things were big. Yeah, they were human sized. Well, they had like the smaller ones crawling around, or maybe that was later. Oh, oh yeah, 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 those. But they did have like the human sized one too. Yeah. <laughs> so he's losing his mind at yeah. work. And he kind of like starts running around as these things are chasing him. And he has vision of the guy he killed and weird stuff. And then he kind of like, wow, wakes up on the floor. And he's like, oh, weird stuff's happening. <laughs> it's not, uh, I think he'd get sent home if that yeah, happened. Yeah, I think so. Are you okay? No, no, I'm good. I'm good. No, I'm fine. I just, ooh, must have been that bean I ate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just seeing shit. Don't worry about it. It's like, it happens to me all the time. Giant ticks. You didn't see those? Okay. Just check. No, neither did I. Neither did I. <laughs> then it cuts to a scene with a composite or Tyler doing a composite sketch with the guy because he draws the pictures too for the composite. It's not really that important. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's like playing a video game. <laughs> and then, uh, then it cuts to the scene with Carla talking to the mortician and he's, he's like, she's trying to figure out what happened and he's like, oh, there was perfectly placed stabs that cut out all the arteries and veins to this guy's heart. I swear that was in a movie I watched too. I'm sure it yeah, was. I'm sure it is. Where someone perfectly stabbed them in the heart to just sever all the arteries by the heart. Yeah. yeah. Or maybe in X-Files. Maybe. Oh. I don't know. All right. But anyway, he's like, and the weird thing is, I've seen this before. And he's like, oh. Carlos like, oh, I'm going to have to look into that. It's like, oh, who's the Craston Kirsten case? Yeah. <gasps> oh, my God. Just so happens to say the one case that she got the email about. Oh, it's mm-hmm. kind of weird, huh? Yeah, like someone else thinks something's going on. I mean, you got you guys don't think they're linked, do you? Mm, not at this point. No, no. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Be crazy. Then there's a scene with Lucas and his girlfriend, ex-girlfriend, and then he kind of has another dream after this where he sees like a child in the hallway outside of his thing and he's like, "Oh, it's kind of it's kind of weird." And then he wakes up again. And he goes and visits his parents' grave and his brother's there and he talks to him, blah blah blah, and it gives a flashback to when he was a child at a at an army base. He was, he was army brat apparently. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's playing with his kids, and then while he's there, he has a vision of the, of this hangar blowing up, and uh, he saves all the kids. Well, you don't have to save all the kids. But <gasps> oh, interesting. He tries to uh, save the kids. It's kind of weird that an army base would have them just running around, especially what this army base turns out to be. But whatever. Yeah. They're kids. And his brother's like, and then it comes back to the future or the present. And his brother's like, mm-hmm. hey, I know this witch you should go talk to. <laughs> <laughs> you know, us priests and witches, we always yeah. hang out. Yeah, we all, we're all in the arts, you know. Yeah. We all got a... Here's her card. <laughs> we all know each other, so... He's like, all right, maybe I'll go talk to her. Next, it cuts to Carla and Tyler, and they're just boxing at the gym, doing some sparring and stuff, and then blah, blah, blah. He's like, do you think this is a serial killer? Because this seems to be happening more than once. And Carla's like, I'm going to go look for the Kirsten Files. Then you do that, which is a real annoying point in the game when you're playing it because she's claustrophobic and you have to go through all these things and do all these QTEs. It's really stupid just to get records. 
Yeah, that are classified anyway. Yeah. And she gets to the she opens the file and boom, there's no reports and no evidence. Hmm. And she's like, huh, that's really weird. That's yeah, very strange. I'll yeah. say. Next it cuts to Tyler, who's investigating a book they found at the beginning of the game, which when when they go to the diner, they find this book underneath the, the thing. Tempest. Yeah. Which is a good book if you haven't read it. Mm-hmm. And he goes to this uh, he talks to this stereotypical Asian book owner, bookstore <laughs> owner. Okay. okay. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. That was okay. And, and then it returns out the guy's fake and he's just got this Brooklyn accent. He's like, hey, people like that when they buy books. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> then a couple of other things happen with Carl and Tyler investigating. Nothing important. And then Lucas goes to visit the, uh, the witch or whatever, I guess, what she is that her bro- his brother talked about. Her name's Agatha. Mm-hmm. And he blew a bunch of bullshit for her and, uh, they kind of do that. She does like this hypnosis on you and he kind of relives the killing and he's like, ah, oh, he starts remembering that there was a creepy guy that was telling him what to do and talking to him when he's there and the waitress didn't kind of see him as he was there talking to him. It was all weird stuff. Yeah, it was very strange. Yeah. Talks about magic and stuff and he's like, ah. Oh. And then if you kind of realize that that guy was controlling you and then you kind of break out of your hypnosis, you're like, whoa, whoa, what happened? And then I guess it's like, oh, that's it for today. Come back tomorrow. Yeah, I'll tell you everything you need to know tomorrow. tomorrow. Yeah, I got to look into this. And then Lucas eventually gets back to his apartment and he gets this phone call from a guy who says a bunch of weird stuff to him. And he's like, whatever. And then his apartment starts falling apart, getting like sucked into a void. Yeah, that was crazy. That's pretty fun. And uh, you can die here at this point. Yeah, it looked pretty easy to do. And then like, you're like trying to run around and stay in your apartment as it's falling apart because it's getting like just disappearing and then you, you your brother's like walking to your apartment and he's like oh i wonder what's going on and he walks in and he doesn't see lucas anywhere and if you don't get there in time you can fall but he's like hanging from the outside of his apartment <laughs> yeah. oh right 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 yeah he's like the doorman said he was here but he's not answering yeah hmm. and then lucas is like i think i'm going mad the spirit's controlling me whatever yeah and his brother's like maybe you should go to the cops no i'm gonna go back to agatha I got to figure this out first. Yes. Yeah. And then it cuts the Carl at her apartment and she's doing apartment stuff, showering, eating, drinking, talking to Tyler on the phone and they're doing police work. It's kind of just regular stuff. Talking about the, the bookmark. Yeah. The bookmark they found in the book. And it turns out that uh, her neighbor is in the, bo- in the banking business and it's like, no, there should be watermarks and stuff on it. Just coincidentally. Yeah. And then Tyler's like, I found it. We know which bank. So the killer was from this bank, Let's go. which is a leap to make, I guess, but it could be a lead. Yeah. I mean, you're not even sure the book is the killer's. Yeah, it was just under the seat at the diner. It could be anybody's. True. And then it cuts back to Lucas at work, and he then he has like a vision of Carla coming in, and he's like, oh, okay. So, and it gives you, in the game, it gives you a couple minutes to hide stuff now, that could incriminate you. Could it be either Carla or no. Tyler? Because I saw, I swear I saw two versions. Oh, maybe you could. Maybe there might have been some scenes where you could do one or the other. All right. It's hard to remember because when you yeah. when, I, when I played the game, they do each chapters individually, and you can pick which you pick in order you want to do them. There might have been ones where you had to pick one to do them. I don't remember exactly. I remember there's a there's a couple spots where it's like uh, I remember there was one where there was a phone call between Carla and Tyler, and Tyler was late for work, or whatever, and she's like, "I'm going to check this out," and he's like, "You want me to go?" And then you have a decision of whether uh. you could send him or go yourself. Or, or both go, I think. So I guess there's a couple scenes like that. Yeah. yeah. But um, 
Okay, either way, a cop comes in eventually and questions Lucas. And he starts seeing monsters as he's being questioned. <laughs> which which yep. is kind of an interesting part of the game when you're actually playing it. Because to actually succeed and not be suspicious, you have to fail the QTEs with the monsters. Oh, really? Oh, because you're like hitting them you, and stuff. Yeah, because if you succeed and you dodge out of the way, you're kind of like iffy to them. Yeah. He's like, oh, this guy's acting weird. But if you actually fail the right QTEs, they just like... You kind of just let the monster like fly through you. Yeah. Imagine you, you just killed a person and cops show up at your work and you're seeing monsters. You're like, all right, keep it cool. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fucked up. But uh, yeah, you kind of how you answer the questions and how you react to the QTEs and stuff makes you more suspicious, less suspicious. It really does not matter when the, no, way the story goes. Eventually. But uh, it, it affects your sanity rating on this. I don't know if you remember in the game there was like sanity ratings on the side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It affects that. But anyway, so the cops come in and they're like, huh, that was really weird. But the guy seemed all right or the guy was really weird and he was suspicious. Either way. Then it cuts to Lucas going back to Agatha's house. And he kind of walks in and finds Agatha dead and that someone called the police. Of course. He's like, I got to get out of here. Being framed. So he doesn't get any more information from Agatha. Then it does other shit, bullshit with Carla and Tyler as they go over evidence. And this is where... Tyler becomes more of like copish instead of yeah. like doing his real life. He's like, oh, I got to I gotta do this and blah, blah, blah. And his girlfriend's like, this is our anniversary, dude. Eat, eat with me or something. And he's like, no, I got to leave. Yeah. I even wrote in my notes, what a dick. <laughs> <laughs> he could have just not answered the phone, but I guess he wants to solve the case. Yeah. And then it then, uh, cuts to Lucas and he has a vision of another murder occurring in a laundry laundromat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, he has, mm-hmm. and it's weird. He sees like this guy getting killed and through the eyes of the killer, he sees someone getting killed. And then it cuts to Carl and Tyler going to Lucas's apartment because they really suspect he did it. And that was from all their investigations and stuff that he did. And they break mm-hmm. in and there's like pentagrams all over the floor and candles everywhere. It's really occulty. <laughs> yeah, very satanic Yeah. And then it cuts outside and you see Lucas has visions of the police and he can see like cops around his apartment and he gets there. And the cops are like, hands up. And then this is where the game really took a, a weird turn. <laughs> yeah, it did. Supernatural say, shit. When I, when I was playing, I did not see this coming at all. But all of a sudden, he turns into like Neo from The Matrix. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah, starts, yeah. And starts fighting the cops, dodging bullets and shit. And yeah, like literally, they're, he's running towards police through a street with active traffic, which all of a sudden there's cars everywhere, <laughs> yeah. you know, which we established didn't exist before. But okay, there's cars now. And then someone shoots towards him and he just fucking like dodges, like rolls the shoulder way back. (laughs) I was like, what is. And then he like, he like runs on top of cars and grabs onto a helicopter and then jumps on buildings and (laughs) something you would not expect to happen at all. Yeah. No, I I expect, I mean, I'll buy the visions and shit. Sure. He was possessed. (laughs) He was possessed when he killed somebody. Sure. It's a, it's a video game where the visions can happen. Right. Fine. But then this out of nowhere was really weird. Hey. Like, were there other fighting sequences no, later? No, that's the first one. Oh, later there are. There are there are fighting scenes later. Yeah, yeah but it's not like a core game mechanic. Well, I guess none of them are core game mechanics. No. So it's a bunch of QTEs about dodging bullets. Yeah. <laughs> right. But he beats the shit out of these cops and escapes. And then all Tyler says is, man, that's crazy. Because he like, does a backflip onto a train right before it hits him. Yeah. It's wild. And then everybody sees it. And don't they say something like, like all the cops that were chasing him saw the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. They're just like, they're oh. like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> and the, here's one of my favorite parts where it cuts to Tyler and uh, Carla in their boss's office. 
And they're like, I, we couldn't foresee him acting like that. Yeah. Like, how yeah. could you foresee the Matrix happening? <laughs> That's a good point. And the cop's like, you expect me to buy you Superman? Oh, well, let's go to this laundromat. There's another murder. Yeah. And uh, they go. Then they're like, uh, after they're on hot water, they kind of go to this diner. Not diner, laundromat. And they start investigating that murder scene, which is exactly the same as the diner murder scene, sort of. Sure. And then... Carlos starts having suspicions that Lucas didn't do this, and it's really weird. Mm-hmm. And of course, they just investigate that, blah, blah, blah. Then it cuts to Lucas in church, his brother's church. Oh. And he's like, he's sleeping there, and he has a dream about Agatha. And she's like, they're trying to eliminate you. You're trying to do blah, blah, blah. You're turned into an instrument of sacrifice, and they're looking for this little girl. And then you wake up, and it's kind of like, oh. And then ghosts start attacking you. Sure. Ghost angels. <laughs> Yeah, that's funny. Yep. This game does take a weird pivot here, huh? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it really does. And then Marcus wakes you up. And he's like, Marcus. Marcus is like, Lucas, you're insane. And uh, I'm going to hate their parents for naming them Marcus and Lucas, by the way. Fair. And he's like, but I didn't do it. And he's like, well, you're just crazy. You should go to the cops. And he's like, no, I'm not going to do that. Well, you can't stay here. So Lucas leaves and he sneaks into his... Uh, ex-girlfriend's apartment you have to dodge cops and like climb on buildings and stuff it's more not as much matrixy but yeah and you eventually get into your ex-girlfriend's apartment and you see that there's a mayan expert on tv and he's like oh maybe i'll go talk to that guy yeah. i guess this is something about the mayans makes mm-hmm. sense yeah the mind like that's part of the story now <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's some crazy mayan shit oh no. okay it doesn't get saner yeah so all that happens. Then Carla is like, I'm going to go talk to the killer from the Kirsten case. Yeah. Jarvis or something like that. Yeah. So she goes and talks to him and he, he says kind of the same thing that happened to Lucas, that he, someone took him over and he was part of a sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't want to do it. And they won't stop until I find the girl. The Orange Clan. He starts saying weird stuff about Orange Clan. Yeah, I was like, Orange Clan out of nowhere. Forever. <laughs> yeah. Real weird doomsday talk. There was a lot of exposition here. Yeah. And all of it, you're like, wait, fucking what? <laughs> <laughs> right. And then here's an unnecessary part of the game. But uh, Carla goes to leave and the power goes out. So all the crazies are out. Yeah. That was just crazy. Oh, yeah. This was weird because it was just a reason for her to do like quick time events yeah. uh-huh. in yeah, that, that area. And then she, she eventually escapes. And then Lucas cuts to a scene with Lucas going to the museum talking to the Mayan expert. And apparently he lied and said he was a journalist and he wanted to talk about this. <laughs> and mm-hmm. the Mayan expert starts talking about a Mayan god, Ku Klux Klan, Ku Klux Tan or something. I can't remember. I, don't, I didn't write down the name. It was too weird. Those X's are, they're, that's tough. I don't understand how to say it. I tried those. to write it phonetically. I put Ku Klux Tan. That might be it. Ku Klux Tan. Something like that. And he starts telling this myth about their, they had oracles that would see through two worlds and they could live centuries and they're trying, they're, they perform sacrifices to try and find the indigo child. And uh, he's like, the Mayan Oracle's still alive. And I think he's controlling me. And the guy's like, well, let me get you out of here. You sound reasonable. Well, he believes because he shows him the scars on his wrist. Yeah, but it's still kind of. Yeah, but still, I mean, yeah, he could have just looked that up and did it. And then as he's walking out of the museum, there's a car chase in the parking lot. They, these cars try to hit them both. Kind of, <laughs> They're I alive cars. Yeah. yeah. He's just dodging cars in the car park. <laughs> yeah. And uh, the scientist who was with you doesn't dodge the cars in the car park. No. Because he ends up getting hit and hurt. And uh, he kind of his dying words were like, the codex speaks of children, a child who can answer all of life's questions. Yep. So he's, they're looking for a child. Yeah. 
maybe even the girl that you saw in several visions before this. <gasps> you think? <laughs> and then it kind of uh, has a he kind of has a dream where the oracle talks to him. Yeah, this the oh my god. And he's like, you have, you have the chroma. Oh, sweet. That's good. Throw yeah. that in there out of no fucking way. Yeah, why not? It's the thing that combines the universe, bro. It's the power that created the universe, man. And then I was like, of, fucking what? Yeah. And then Agatha shows up in this dream. And he's like, the Mayans are looking for a pure soul who was never incarnated before. And they're waiting for them to become. And, and then you run away from a leopard. Yeah. It's the whole vision of the Oracle. And uh, he's talking to like this, I guess it's a mind council or something he works for. Talking to Orange Clan, I thought. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I, I just referred to it as the council. Yeah. I don't know what they called it. And he's like, hey, man, he has the chroma for one. And he's like, and there's another clan out there who's trying to do it, who are protecting us from attacking him in his dreams. What do you want me to do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're just going to throw in a shadow government here. Yeah. Why not? And another clan that the, the Orange Clan didn't even know about until yeah. just now. He's like, I'm facing the Chroma and another clan. And they're like, yeah, you got to do better. It's like, why are you guys helping? Just do it. It gets dumber, though. Sure does. There's a scene with the Oracle in Marcus's church. And he's like, just, you know, hi. You can call Marcus and try and save him. and uh, It's kind of pointless. The Oracle's trying to go after Marcus. Then it cuts to Kyle, Carla and Tyler trying to pin down where Lucas is. And they go to the motel he's at. And there's a, there's a stupid scene with, like, numbers being screwed up and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And then Lucas eventually escapes before the cops find him. Right. And then he gets, I don't does he get a call from the Oracle or something? Yeah. Or his ex, one of the two, and they're like, hey, your ex is on top of this uh, roller coaster. At the old amusement park. Yep. You better get there, and uh, we're going to kill you. He's like, well, I got to go save my ex. So you go to this battle at the amusement park, and eventually the uh, Mayan Oracle kind of like knocks you off, and you fades to black. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you... And then Lucas is like brought back to life by somebody, and you're not sure who, whom. Yeah, Tiff's dead though. Yeah, and it kind of cuts to a couple days later. Yeah, she died falling off the roller coaster. Yeah. So Tiff was like, it was his ex, but they hooked up earlier in the game, or there was a There's possibility a chance, yeah. of you hooking up in the earlier in the game, and then it seemed like they they had something else going, or maybe they were getting back together or figuring shit out. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. And then the Oracle went and like, hey, we're gonna you know kill her if you don't come stop it. And then they killed her right here. Right. I'm just mentioning that now because it's going to be weird later. <laughs> <laughs> then it cuts to a scene with Carla walking through the uh, graveyard. And she comes up to uh, Tiff's grave and Lucas is there. And she's like, I really wasn't going to come. And he's like, you know, something weird's happening. I didn't really kill the guy. We got to find out who's really doing this. I don't know why, but I believe her. Yeah. <laughs> I believe him. <laughs> That's what she's, she's like, I don't know why, but I believe you. <laughs> My guy. Yeah. And then... <sighs> There's some talk about the secret clan and that they need the indigo child. And she's not completely skeptical of the whole thing. She's like, yeah, I can see that being the case. <laughs> yeah. Oh, makes sense now. Okay, cool. Well, all this other stuff was wild, but now that I'm in. Yeah. 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 They need the indigo child. And uh, she kind of learns here that the sacrifices are to find out when the indigo child is born and where it is. Mm-hmm. And she, he's like, well, we got to find the indigo child before they do. And she's like, well, how are you going to do that? He's like, well, when he does things i can see through his eyes so maybe when he finds out who she is we can get there first makes perfect sense yeah yeah why wouldn't it why wouldn't it make perfect sense and i'm i'm assuming some time passes between this and the next scene 
I don't know how long, but uh, Lucas is seeing through the Oracle's eyes and he figures out who the Indigo Child is. And it's at St. Thomas's Orphanage. And here's where there's you can get a couple things here. Mm-hmm. But it touches Carla and Tyler talking at the station and Tyler's deciding what to do with his life. You can decide to either go with your girlfriend or do some other stuff and blah, blah, blah. Really doesn't matter because you don't see Tyler again for the rest of the game. <laughs> yeah. The one I watch, he's like, hey, I'm going to Florida with my girl. Yep. <laughs> it's warm yeah. down there. <laughs> yeah, because there's been an unseasonably cold streak. Yeah. No, it was not like unseasonably cold. It, they mentioned it was some kind of global freeze. Yeah. Like, like the entire planet was in winter. Yeah, but why would they go to Florida? It's warmer. That's Slightly where her, warmer. Yeah. No, they, they mentioned it way earlier in the game that that's where she's from and she wanted to leave to Florida for a while. Oh, okay. That's where her family yeah, is. I, I believe they do is like negative 26 at one point in the yeah, game. Yeah, it's, it's just getting it's colder every cold. time. Yeah. And I believe you can make the choice to go or not to go. Yeah, probably. Along those lines. But anyway, sure. either, either that way, be. that's the end of Tyler's story. So uh, Carla and Lucas here go to the orphanage and they get there before the Oracle, but the Oracle shows up and basically you can save the girl and get out before the Oracle get there. You fight the Oracle for a little bit and there's flying going on mm-hmm. and throwing rocks at each other and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really silly shit. Yep. Super silly shit. <laughs> and then you kind of you escape carrying the indigo girl, the indigo child, and... As you're escaping, you come across Agatha in this abandoned house. And she's like, well, you know, since the dawn of time, we were waiting for the prophet of pure burned soul. And uh, she was going to pass an answer to somebody and give everybody power. So why don't you uh, give her to me? And he's like, nah, I'm not going to give you the uh, indigo child. You're not real. Agatha's dead. Oh, and it's shit. Like, and it's like, oh, yeah, I'm not Agatha. I'm some big yellow cyborg monster. <laughs> and you are dead, idiot. Yeah. <laughs> you're the one who is dead, idiot. <laughs> And so this this kind of robotic cyborg starts chasing you, tries to catch you, and like you jump through a wall and blah blah blah. And then the cyborg and the oracle come across each other and start fighting. Oh my god, so wacky. And this guy's like out of my manhole. He's like, "Yo, come here, come here." <laughs> so you're like, oh, "I'm getting out of here." So you go down this manhole with this guy, Bogart. Is that his name? Yeah, yeah, it is his name. <laughs> they mentioned it once, barely. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was funny because it's like. My friends call me Bogart. It's probably because I'm so handsome. And I was like, no, it's because you Bogart. Bogart a bunch of shit. <laughs> yeah. Probably asking for cigarettes every day. Exactly. So uh, he goes on to this thing and he's talking about how they're the Invisibles and they've been trying to stop the, the mines for a while. And Marcus is down there for some reason. He's like, hey, they came and got me. You're not crazy. They're yeah. telling me all this stuff. Oh, yeah. A bunch of homeless people told me the same thing you did. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no way you're crazy. <laughs> And so they explains the whole orange clans, these Mayans, and the purple clan is the AI you fought outside and the cyborgs. AI from the 80s computers and stuff, and it was blah, blah, blah. And this weird, yeah. weird kind of sci-fi and mystical mix come thrown thro- yeah, in. just out of nowhere for that I fight. was so fucking confused because they say that this, this search for the indigo child has been going on for thousands of years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And part of the ritual to find her is to get these people to ritualistically murder others. Mm-hmm. So in the thousands of years, they're just finding out now, like, wait, there's a purple clan? Yeah, Well, the purple right. clan is robots from the 80s, so they're kind of newish. <sighs> but I guess the AI found out about the Indigo Child through the internet or whatever. Yeah. And became like, hey, we got to get this and get the answer. We got to figure this out. Yep. We need to get in on this Indigo Child thing. I keep do. I do keep wanting to say Indigo Girl. <laughs> It's tough. Yeah. So uh, then it kind of, they kind of eventually decide that, yeah, 
we got to take this indigo child to the chroma. And, and he's Marcus is, or Lucas is like, I know where the chroma is because I have the chroma. <laughs> There's this old military base. We got to go there. I was born there. That's where I got. That's where the I chroma. got the chroma. So then it goes through this like this flashback scene of it as parents and uh, talking about how he was conceived and born by this weird thing they found that they were experimenting on, and that's how he ends up with the chroma. Yeah, They're just like it has to be why he has it. Yeah, yeah, like pretty much. Yeah, basically. I'm just like, okay, I'll I'll believe anything now. Go ahead. It's all faded. <laughs> so the then uh, Carla and Lucas go to whatever air base it was. I don't remember what it was called. And they get in there and they go down. And then there's a clash between Lucas and the Invisibles and the Cyborg Purple Clan and the Mind Controlling Orange Clan. And then there's three different endings you can get here, depending on who wins this battle between the three of you. Mm-hmm. I don't Lu- even what? know which one I... S- I, I don't just even saw know the Lucas win. Yeah. 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 yeah, you have to you have to fail the QTEs to lose to each one of them at other times. But if you win them all and Lucas and the Invisibles win, the worldwide freeze ends and everything's okay. And, well, first, Lucas defeats those other things and the Indigo Child tells him the secret. And then the cold stops and everything's okay. And he knows the, the secret of life, I guess, and just doesn't tell anybody. And he's like, hey, let's just live and, you know, life will go on. And then you find out that Carla's pregnant with his child. And, and he's still dead. Yes. <laughs> Resurrected. Right. But Right. He's warm now, so it's okay. Is he? I don't know. I don't think he was. He wasn't breathing. I didn't see his breath when he was talking. Yeah. And uh, he got over Tiffany real quick, huh? Yeah, yeah right. Well, I don't know if it was real quick. I think that's why like some time passes there. I don't know. When he's like crashing at her apartment waiting for them to find the indigo child. Yeah, maybe. But, but it kind of feels that way. Yeah, she falls in love with him. She's like, I love you. And they've known each other for I don't know, a couple of weeks, two weeks. Yeah. Isn't that a thing? Like... Falling in love with the person you're investigating—that's a thing. Like, there's a term for yeah, that. It's yeah, it's like Stockholm syndrome, but but they just saved the world because there's the other two endings. Oh, and the second ending—if the Oracle wins, beating the Purple Clan and you, or you beat the Purple Clan and he beats you—I don't remember exactly how it goes—he gets to hear what the Indigo Child's words are, mm-hmm. and the cold ends, and the world kind of goes back to normal. And Lucas is like, "Well, we know they figured out what it is, and nothing happened." And they're like, "Yeah." Something will happen, though, and that game kind of ends. I think they just didn't know how to end it if they, the Mayans figured out what was going on. They yeah. Kinda just, they well, kind of just left it at that. They were kind of like the fucking secret society that rules the world yeah. now anyway, you know what I mean? So you never really know what their plan was to do with it, but maybe in Indigo Prophecy too, they'll tell you. It was just like to not tell anybody else about it. They're yeah. like, as long as we know, nobody else can know. Like Brotherhood of Steel shit. And then the third one, if the AI wins, beats the Oracle and you. Lucas, mm-hmm. the world starts getting colder and colder and machines take over. It's kind of like a Terminator world. Oh. See, Carla's pregnant again and they're like, well, maybe she'll be the new Indigo child and she'll have all the answers. And the game Yeah, because happens. you were pregnant when you got to the chroma. Yeah, that's kind of it. That's kind of all the endings. Whoa. Well, not all the endings because there's endings where you can die. Yeah, yeah. That's it. That's the game. We did it. We got through it and we're better people. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, Always. And- I don't remember who months ago asked for it, but we finally did it. Here you go, guys. <laughs> I mean, uh, all right. Well, let's get then into our uh, final thoughts. Move this along. Let's fucking do it, man. This yeah, go ahead. Go why, why don't you, why don't I'll, you start I'll go first, but I, you know, it's been five, over four years. You think I'd remember what Shit. the questions were? What are the questions? I don't remember at all. So I used, used to both say something really dumb. I got and it. I kind of. All right. Did you like this Rashomon? 
Did you like this Rashomon? No, would you play this Rashomon? Oh, that's it. Was the story pretty good? Or was it pretty... Or was it Josh and your mom? <laughs> okay. <laughs> and out of 27 stars, what do you give this Sashi bomb? Okay, great. Perfect. Best one yet. After four no years. questions at all. <laughs> uh, so did watching the video make me want to play it? Not really. Just because I've played Heavy Rain to death and I know what these types of games are mm-hmm. and just it'd be it'd be tough to play one for the PS2 era. But if we're talking about did just the story make me want to play it, I think there are enough branches and weird things where if I played it right now, I could have a completely different experience than what we just reported on happening. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like maybe in my version, Tyler didn't go to Florida. Let's see what happens there. Let's see him finish this one out. Or maybe, you know, Marcus, the priest, died, like, the first time we saw him. Who knows? Uh, but So I, I believe that does add to the replayability. So, sure, it made me want to play it. Did the story work for me? I think a lot of it did. And I know this was before, like, Mayan 2012 and that whole thing really kicked off. So, I'll fine, we'll include the Mayans. But then when they started adding the councils and stuff, I kind of just got lost because it just it felt like they introduced the clans because they ran out of like paths to go down yeah yeah like they needed to have multiple bad entities fighting for this thing this MacGuffin, which is the indigo child uh so i think it got a little sloppy towards the end especially considering how many different paths you could go down to like resolve the situation it just felt weird adding like three other elements there but what do I know? Uh, so final score, what would I give it? Absolutely, as we all know, out of 27 stars, that is our metric for how we grade games. So I'm going to give it, let's say, maybe. <laughs> Dude, cut this out. <laughs> no. I, well, I'm trying to not look at the sheet. I'm trying to do this as objectively as possible. So let's say an 11. I'll give it an 11. Okay. That sounds all right. That's not bad. I think it was for its era. It was it was a lot, and it was really neat to have something that was a little bit different than a shooter, yeah. or some kind of platformer. So Trudeau, there you go. Well, how about you there, Sir Chump Slap? What's up? Did watching this video make you want to play this hit? <laughs> Ooh. Did the story work for you, or was it a steaming pile of shit? I didn't see that coming. <laughs> no. What? Sorry, it wasn't a cow. <laughs> what score out of twenty-seven stars? You think you'd spit? Well, let's see. Would I play this game from what I've witnessed here? No, no, man. Fucking, I hate real-time event bullshit. <laughs> yeah, After he I plays get it. God of War. I turned him off in God of War. Oh. You could turn it so you could just hold the X button instead of doing the shit. I was like, I ain't just fucking going like... I hate those. Those are Put in your goddamn time slamming those buttons. Yeah, man. yeah, you don't exactly. Need to keep, you got nothing to prove to anybody. <laughs> <laughs> that was my jam in Mario Party 2. Oh, yeah. We're fucking track and field. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. But no, I wouldn't play it. Uh, the story work for me? Kind, kind of. I mean, I was into it. I was like, oh, I like how you're seeing it from like three different perspectives here. It's all going on. It's pretty neat. Like how that was going, but the whole, all right, the orange clan that that popped out of nowhere. I was like, all right, that's that's interesting. Well, I mean, it didn't really pop out of nowhere. You're being controlled in the first scene of the game. Well, yeah, yeah, but the clan, yeah, <laughs> and then the purple clan does seem just tacked on. Like they needed another enemy for no reason. 
Mm-hmm. They could have just had Agatha. Could have just had her being killed by the Oracle. They didn't need AI. What the fuck? Get the fuck out of it. They just wanted a new, different ending for it, I think. So that just seemed weird and tacked on, but... Now that we talk about it, I think... Well, go ahead. No, I'll just stand All right. But in all, I thought it was a neat story. I thought it was cool. I liked how it went. I like how... Oh, well, no, I don't. I don't... <laughs> I don't like how he got the chroma and all that shit and how everyone's like, that must have been how he got it because his mom was pregnant when she saw the thing. So, must be how he has it. Now my kid's going to have it too, you know. But, yeah, let's just get to the score. Out of 27, for all its flaws, it was still interesting enough and different and the way they told it was cool. So, I'll give it a 12. All right, 12. Big scores to start this season. Well, they're not. Well, not really. <laughs> not even 50%, but yeah. Well, no. I, I, I like to think of like eights as our average score. Yeah, well, that's my average, yeah. Okay, well, uh, let's see what the man of the hour, Dr. Scientist, thinks. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, did watching this video make you want to spin this gem? Uh, did the story work for you, or did it feel like a bunch of phlegm? I knew that was... <laughs> He's so predictable. He is so <laughs> easily predictable. What score out of 27 stars you'd give this phlegm? I had nothing. I had um. third one. With... You run phlegm with phlegm. Clem? That wasn't going to work. Them. Jim. Slim. Man. That's not a word. Shmam. Just answer the goddamn question. <laughs> <laughs> Would I play the game? I played it. I liked it. Enjoyed it. I probably wouldn't play it again, though. Mm-hmm. Did the story work for me? I like how you're playing the killer and trying to hide from the cops and then playing the cops at the same time. Yeah, that's neat. It's a good part. I kind of like the, uh, I got to say, when playing the game and then watching it again, I like how it didn't go anywhere where I thought it was going to go the entire time. I'll, it give, kept, you, like, I'll give you <laughs> like, that. Especially when the Matrix part shows up. Man, like, man, I didn't see that coming at all. <laughs> mm-hmm. I like how it, uh, it surprised me and I enjoyed that. And listening to you two talk about, you're right about the, the purple clan but i'm thinking now that we're talking about it that they had the ending decided that like all right they wanted these machines to take over and then they realized too late in development that it doesn't make sense for the minds to want that so then right. they just made the purple clan and had them do it and then didn't have an ending for the minds and just kind of all threw it together oh uh, there you go that makes sense is it possible that maybe like you just picked the wrong choices in the beginning that exposed the purple clan earlier you know what i mean like maybe there's a way to go down the road where you saw them earlier i don't think so but i have no idea i'm, I'm just curious but it's like it's it only comes because your brother tells you to talk to agatha yeah, and then once Agatha's dead, the AI pretends to be Agatha. I thought that was, she was the AI the whole time. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it's murky. But anyway, I kind of, I enjoyed the story. It was different to play. It was different to see. I like the whole kind of sci-fi, fantasy, cop procedural mix. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So uh, I also gave it 12 stars out of 27. I agree with Chumpslap over there. Ooh, that's rare. Yeah, that, I don't think that ever happened, except for when we all three of us agreed. Yeah. So close to a, 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 a perfect 12. Yeah. I mean, we're starting this year off hot. That's a 35. <laughs> that was like one of the highest we had last year, wasn't it? Um, you're very close. The top, do you remember? Well, I barely remembered this, but when we did last year's rundown, we had three games tied for fifth I, place yeah, at 30. That. They were tied at 36. So. Oh, wow. <laughs> This one's got a fighting chance to be in the top five this year. Hell yeah, man. Starting off hot. 
Ooh, and if you think I had some stinkers in other years, <laughs> whoa, buddy. You just get bucket. Buckle up for 2023, guys. It's going to get sloppy. Anyway, so that gives us a total score of 35. Uh, those three games you've heard in the previous episode, they were Second Sight, Sly 3, Honor Among Thieves, and Shadow Warrior. We all gave a 36 last year. Mm. Yeah. I, I, these are all about the same. Yeah, sounds about right. I think it's reasonable. Because mm-hmm. our system's perfect. Yeah, I yeah. Like what we have. it's more than reasonable. Flawless. <laughs> All right. So uh, with that, let's go ahead and move into our favorite segment of every week, which is Doctor Scientist Pokemon Pick of the Week. <laughs> <laughs> you almost forgot what it was. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm not even sure what it is yet. Uh, every week, Doctor Scientist talk about Pokemon, and we're going to kind of evolve this into the thing he does as a bit. Oh, evolve. Oh, oh. Ooh, nice Damn, talking I'm about Pokemon. Good. I don't even think yes. you know what he's talking about. <laughs> Figured out this hosting thing five years into it. Anyway, <laughs> so Doctor Scientist, what do you got for us? Well, I'm going to do the greatest Pokemon ever. Okay. Doctor Scientist is locked for the greatest Pokemon ever. Ooh. And we're going to go with Gengar. Gengar. What's he look like? <laughs> he's a ghost Pokemon purple ball yeah yeah he's ghost poison oh, i i decided i'll just read some of the pokedex entries to you guys yeah there you go okay good because i have nothing to contribute go <laughs> ahead. here because uh, in each game you get a pokedex and when you catch the pokemon it describes them all and kind of stores it for you it's a bestiary basically right okay and they this in the very first game it said under a full moon this pokemon likes to mimic the shadows of people and laugh at their fright oh that's pretty neat that's fun hey here's some more to steal the life of its target it slips into its prey's shadow and silently waits for an opportunity whoa creepy (laughs) should you feel yourself attacked by a sudden chill it is evidence of an approaching gengar there is no escaping it give up (laughs) that sounds terrifying whoa yeah some of these pokedex entries get dark yeah that's crazy in this children's game <laughs> but uh i don't know i just kind of like it because it's a ghost pokemon the ghost pokemon are my favorites i think was this one one of the original ones yes it's from first generation oh they're okay. at ninth generation now and i stopped playing at six so there's like a third of pokemon in existence i have no idea what they do hmm. i remember those days when those pokemon games used to come out and you would make sure you caught them all yeah i got them both games and then played it. and it, it kind of gets cool moves like ghost moves and stuff but it also has this it had this combo. I don't know if it still does because the moves change all the time. Sure. Where, course, it would put, where it put you to sleep and then give you a nightmare. And then you'd lose like a third of your health every turn until you woke up. That's <laughs> fucked up. That's pretty cool. That's yeah. cool in a game. Yeah. No, Not I mean, in real life, man. Yeah, fuck yeah, that. No, fucking real life. <laughs> but yeah, it's my favorite Pokemon. Best, greatest Pokemon ever, Gengar. Okay. If you find yourself... Well, basically, when I make Pokemon real with my wishes... I'll have the best Pokemon. Oh, okay. But you other can have them too if you want. So you think if you make the Pokemon real with your wishes, you're drafting like round one, pick one? Is that what you're saying? Well, I'm going to make it in some way where I can make the best Pokemon for me. Well, there's no, there's more than one Gengar, right? Yeah. It's a type of Pokemon. It's not a legendary Pokemon, so. Oh, thank yeah, God. Yeah, of course. Oh, Jesus. I was terrified there. For yes. <laughs> <laughs> not that I have any idea what that means. Yeah, right. I assume that means one of a kind. But once I make Pokemon real, you're not getting one, Papa Scotch. Oh, snap. Oh, come on. And I'm my trying. going to give you nightmares all the time. <laughs> That's horseshit. You can't do both of those things. You either got to give me nightmares or, or, or take away Pokemon. You I'm going to give both. you That's nightmares. That's a dick move. It's a dick. No, the dick move would be making sure everyone else had a Pokemon except me. <laughs> You and Elon Musk will be the only two without one. Oh, snap. That's bullshit. (laughs) Anyway, Gengar, that's the Pokemon pick lock of the week.
So now we're going to play the new game we decided for our favorite segment of every week, which is Chump Slaps. This or that. Are you going to keep score better this time? No. I'm going to really try. Okay. You might have to talk to fill in some space while I do some numbers. But All right. All right. Uh, what we do for this game, this or that, we give Chump Slap some prompts. We give him seven different prompts, and he has to tell us, this week he has to tell us, if it is a type of ranch dressing. Mmm. Delicious. <laughs> or... If the name I say is the name of a Nevada brothel. Got it. I'm fucking going to nail this. So you've got your two choices are ranch or brothel. This is a quick fire exercise. Let's do it. No change in answers. I'm going to fly through these. You ready? You got it. All right. Here we go. Um, Dr. Scientist, if you want to do some theme music in the back. (laughs) Perfect. All right. Here we go. Hidden Valley Ranch. <laughs> ranch. All right. You got to be faster. Cherry Putch Ranch. Brothel. Moonlight Bunny Ranch. Brothel. Wishbone Ranch. Ranch. Chicken Ranch. Brothel. Annie's Natural Cowgirl Ranch. Ranch. <laughs> Marie's Creamy Ranch. I hope that's a brothel. Oh, God damn. Six out of seven. Oh, which- oh the last one's no. no the, the fifth one, I think, is the one you got wrong. No, no. The answer, uh, the fifth one, uh, hidden. Well, we'll go through them here. Hidden Valley Ranch is a type of ranch. Easy softball one. Cherry Patch Ranch is a Nevada brothel. Right. Moonlight Bunny Ranch is a brothel. Wishbone Ranch is a ranch, and then Chicken Ranch is a brothel. It's not a ranch. Uh, not a ranch dressing. Annie's Natural Calgo Ranch is ranch, and the one you got wrong, Marie's Creamy Ranch, is actually a ranch dressing. <laughs> So the joke is, I was perfect. Thanks. You got six out of seven. That's really good. Thank you. I thought that one was kind of easy. It was a softball for the beginning of the season. Yeah, because I do know ranch. Pretty good at it. But, I mean, we're going to ramp up on these, so it's going to get very silly very fast. Awesome. I knew you were a ranch man, so I, I figured <laughs> use a softball one there. But let's say uh, some people had a lot of thoughts and ideas, and they wrote them down regarding their favorite type of ranch. Where could they put that together in an email and send it to us, Sir Chompslap? We'll send that to plottytime at gmail.com. I'll read and respond, and I don't know. That's what I do. That is what he does. Except when he's on hiatus. Yeah. Guaranteed response rate eventually. Uh, if they want to get to us faster on the socials, how would they do that, Dr. Scientist? At Plotty Time on Instagram or Twitter, but I haven't checked the Twitter in probably two months. Or uh, <laughs> stop by our subreddit and uh, recommend some questions about Pokemon you wanted me to answer. I don't know. And uh, give us a picture of Papa Scotch with a banner that says five years strong. Perfect. <laughs> Beautiful. And uh, you want to get to us, uh, you can also go to YouTube, like, subscribe there. really helps us out. Go to playtime.com, which takes you to our eBay storefront to buy shit. Well, that does it for us this week. So, as always, shout out to Blaine JJ, Drago the Slago, Hamman, and Louise Guzman. More importantly, don't trust Dr. Scientists, and we'll talk to you next time. Peace. Peace. Peace.